We live in a life and world that is fleeting, temporary. Nothing is really secure. So when it comes to our salvation, there are times we can question that. But what is the real answer? Let's talk about it. In a world that is fleeting and momentary, it's nice to know there is something stable that we can cling to and hope in, and that is God. Hi, welcome to Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard from Valley Bible Church in Hercules. Forever Linked to God is the title of our message today out of Romans chapter 8, verses 28 through 30. As we begin our look at this one question, can a true believer ever be lost? This is where we start. So catch up with us here today on Truth For Today, our teacher and pastor now, once again, Pastor Phil Howard. God doesn't want a bunch of foliage in your life. He wants fruit, and so he prunes, he prunes, and sometimes he cuts deeply. And it's all that you might abide and bear his fruit. Now he calls you. Now that's wonderful. What what in the world does it mean to be called of God? Did you know it became a technical name for believers? The verb became a noun, the called ones. Do you know what the word church means? What does the word church mean? Called out ones. Ek, kaleo. Out of, our word exit, and to call. We've been called out. Well, I thought everybody was called. Everybody is to hear the gospel. That's known as the general call. Preach the gospel to every tribe, every kindred. Let every man hear it. I want to ask you this. If we had this room loaded with 500 unbelievers and I preached the gospel, which I would do, were they called to Christ? Absolutely. They will be held accountable for the gospel they heard. But then this word takes on a deeper meaning, which meant called, heard, and responded. That I not only heard his voice, I got up and followed him. Matthew, leave your nets, follow me. It is to hear the gospel And the Spirit of God quicken you so that your eyes are open and your spiritual ears are open so that you who were blind and you who were deaf to God, you were running through life with your fingers and your ears when it came to God. It was C.S. Lewis says that God usually has to give us pain to even speak to a deaf world because pain was God's megaphone to talk to deaf people. I don't want to hear you. I don't want to hear I don't want to hear you until cancer comes, until I'm burying a child, until tragedy, sorrow comes. Then I might take my fingers out of my ears and start, what are you doing in my life? He said, I've been trying to talk to you, but when I whispered, you never paid any attention. So when I give you pain, I'm shouting. I want you to hear me. It's like my brother Paul He was a boy scout, and they had all the knots they had to learn. Well, my dad made him a little board with all the knots. 
My dad was a rigger and I worked in the shipyards and knots and ropes and uh, sheep shank and a bowling, all that stuff. That's what he made a living doing. So he made this little board and he, uh, I was teaching Paul how to do these knots and uh, Paul just never could get it. He just couldn't get it. So my dad and our family, he just took off his belt and he laid it there on the table and said, we're going to go through this one more time. <laughs> and let's see if your hearing improves. Do you know what I'm saying? He, he, he had instant recall. <laughs> the whole IQ kicked in. He's just goofing off. He wasn't paying any attention. He got it. And this calling you, two examples of it. Jesus steps out and says, Lazarus, come forth. You know what? Had he not said Lazarus, if he had just said, come forth, everything in the cemetery would have been raised to life. He, he, he's the master over power, life and death, but he called Lazarus. I think of the apostle Paul when he was on the uh, road to Damascus. Uh, and it's interesting in the Greek language that it says those who were with him heard noise Paul heard the voice of Jesus. The others just, whoa, there was the sun. And they knew there was a cloud. And hey, there's some talking going on. But none of them knew what was being said except for Paul. I'm talking to you. And John said in John 10, at that moment that God saved you in time, you, he called you in the gospel. You may have heard it a hundred times. But then, it's as it were, he speaks your name. And he says, my sheep hear my voice. And they will follow me and not another. 1958, I'd been in church all my life with my family. I'd heard the gospel a thousand times in the little churches we went to. We went to churches in Berkeley, Richmond, all over this place. But I just went there because I was stuck with being born in a Christian family. I sat through so many altar calls. I went to a lot of them. And I'd cry because they would preach on eternity and hell and the songs would move me. But I went many times without ever being saved. But that Tuesday night on 15th and Cutting in 58, Franny called my name. That's when I was called. That's when the scales fell off. And I arose in my dungeon and I walked and the chains fell off and a quickening ray of light came in there. And can it be that thou, my God, should die for me? That's what Wesley wrote. God called you at that moment. You heard it. You believed it. You followed. That's the called ones. Then, of course, we've looked in the passages about God justifying his people. And I just give you a summary. You've been justified in the purpose of God. And simply put, it means this. God has taken everything wrong with you and put it on the back of his son. And God has put everything that's good about Jesus on your back. 
transferred all that was wrong with you to Christ so that one death of Christ paid for everything you'd ever be able to do if you lived a million lifetimes. Christ paid for everything you would do so that as we end this chapter, there's no fear in the future that you can mess up what God's done. You can come under discipline. You can sin, but you won't be able to undo this grip. Because he started with you back here knowing everything you would ever do. That was when he should have bailed out having anything to do with you. That's what's so scary about marriage. You thought you knew them. And I'm telling you, it's a rude awakening the next morning. No makeup. Hair could be going everywhere. Got some hand-me-down gown. Especially when they're pregnant. And the babies are throwing up. I remember leaving Carol at the door and the baby just threw up. And I thought, man, this is gross. What, what happened to Chanel number five? This is throw up number nine. I mean, you, is this what you signed up for? Can't live without, yes, I can. Can't live in, yeah, 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 I can. I don't need the throw-ups. I just need you looking sharp. I want you to look like you did on those dates. What are you doing? Take care of that baby. I married you. But God knew everything about you before he ever chose you. So you're never going to surprise him. You're never going to surprise him. And he justified you. You just put faith in Jesus Christ. And just like that, God says, I declare you to be righteous on the basis of my son's death in your behalf, and I'm going to give his righteousness to your account. And from now on, I want to treat you as having a righteous status so you don't have to live with guilt, you don't have to live with shame. I had a, a precious brother talk to me a couple of weeks ago. He works as a lawyer in Manhattan, married one of our girls. And a uh, uh, wonderful man. And he was telling me he was going through uh, tough trials in his workplace and uh, was with the company for years. And all of a sudden, leadership changed and the job was uh, in a turmoil and uh, leaders were put over him and it looked like his future was uncertain. And... Uh, he said, I got on my knees and I began to pray. And he said, what came to me was Psalms 37. Delight yourself in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your ways to him and he shall bring it to pass. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And, and he began to pray. And first of all, he said, Lord, I have not been delighting in you. I've been trying to figure out on my own how to get out of this. I have not been delighting in you. Two, I haven't committed my way to you. I'm trying to figure this out and I'm doing everything humanly possible to get, make this connection, that connection, whatever. And I have not been honoring you. I've been fretful, I've been worrying, I've been this and that. So I haven't done any of this. And he said, while he was there and the guilt was heaped up on him and the accuser was resounding these words, why you mess up. 
You're not measuring up. You're not delighting. You're not committing your way. You haven't honored the Lord. And he said, when I was about to be buried with my guilt, I simply uttered these words, but I have put my faith in one who has delighted you. I've put my faith in one who has honored you. I've put my faith in one who's committed all of his ways to you. I'm counting on him. I'm not counting that I've done it all right. I'm counting on the one that did it all right. That's the gospel. That's the gospel on your worst day. I'm trusting the one that did it right and obeyed God in every way and he's given me credit for what he did. This is called grace. You don't deserve it, but it's grace. Then he says, we're going to be glorified and there's so much in the subject. I'm going to come back to it someday. I've found a gold mine of material that I ought to do 18 weeks on what glorification is. But you won't be here another 18 minutes. So I've got to spare you. But what does he say here? He will glorify you. That means someday you've been appointed to share in the manifest glory of God. God's glory means his magnificence. He's magnificent in his person and in his works. And he's told the saints, I'm going to glorify you. What is it? I'm going to give you a body and an ability to bask in the effulgence, the magnificent display of God's deity. You're going to be able to dwell in the presence of God for eternity without being consumed, without getting sunburned from the brilliance of the light of God. He's going to fit you to be in his glory forever. And you know what he does with this word? If you look at it, it's an aorist tense. In God's mind, he says, you've already been glorified in these five links. I see you as already completed. Do you see the verse? And those he predestined, that sounds past tense. He called, past tense. Those he called, he justified, past tense. Those he justified, he also glorified. I thought that's future. It is. It's a prophetic future. God sees the end from the beginning, and he already sees you in a glorified body. And he's telling you, you're panic-stricken. You don't think things are going to work out. I'll never come out of this. He said, don't sweat it, son. I've already got you in a glorified body. I've got you ruling over cities. I've got you hanging out on the streets of glory. I've got you praising me forever. You've already landed. Your body just hasn't landed yet. It's done. It's a done deal. Because of the cross. We're glorified. You're already there. You're already there. It's called in theology, they call it the uh, now, not yet tensions in Scripture. I'm already a child of God. I will be reigning with him. So I got certain things. I'm waiting for the, I've already been redeemed, yet I'm waiting for my body to be redeemed. Now, not yet. Already, not yet. We live with that tension all the time. I want to read you what uh, Denny said I thought was so remarkable here. He said that uh, 
This is the most uh, amazing statement. It anticipates the future glory, and it is the most daring anticipation of faith that even exists in the New Testament. Five undeniable affirmations. God says, I affirm, I entered into an affectionate relationship with you before the foundation of the world. At that time, I predestined the boundaries that would encompass your life. In time, I decided to call you out of the crowd, out of the crowd. I heard his voice. I know many of you are the only believers in your family. Maybe the only one that got saved that night. And you look back, why? What was the difference? We all heard the message. We all heard the message. There is an effectual call when he whispers your name. Follow me. Follow me. And you heard something nobody else in the crowd. You heard him call your name. You're my sheep from now on. Follow. And you became a called one. You're calling an election. Make it sure, Peter said. I must say this. That when I'm going through troubles... These verses comfort me. The things are, I, I don't claim the promises. I claim what God's done for me in salvation. Evie Hill, I was with, a, with him at a pastor's conference. And he told the story of um, a uh, pastor back east. Had a large church, but uh, in cold place. And it was a snowy day, and uh, this pastor uh, behind the house, it was like an alley uh, where the garbage cans were kept and everything, and here he was in this slump and feeling uh, kind of like the prophet Elijah. He's under the juniper tree and bemoaning pastoral issues and problems, uh, down and out. And I said, early one morning, he started hearing the garbage can lids down below. And he thought, my, who in the world would be out here this time in the morning? And he looked out of his spacious flat that he lived in and looked down there and there was a bum going through these garbage cans trying to find a piece of bread, piece of meat, something the maggots had not gotten to, to eat. And while he was going through the garbage cans, he heard him singing. And he got his ear up there to pay attention to what he was singing. And this is what he was singing. Why should I feel discouraged? Why should the shadows come? Why should my heart be lonely and long for heaven and home? When Jesus is my portion, my constant friend is he. His eye is on the sparrow, and I know his eye watches over me. And he kept singing it. And this pastor says, I cannot believe it, God, that you'd have to send a bum begging for food to sing the man of God back to faith and trust. Here I am 
going around here with my head down, acting like nobody cares, acting like the end of the world has come, and all the time you sent a man down here to sing to me. All things are working for the good of those he foreknew, he predestined, he called, he's justified, and certain to glorify. I think of an old song we used to sing. We don't sing it anymore. In shady green pastures so rich and so sweet, God leads his dear children along. Where the water's cool flow bathes the weary one's feet, God leads his dear children along. Some through the waters, some through the flood, some through the fire, but all through the blood. Some through great sorrow, but God gives a song in the night season and all the day long. Dear child of God, I don't know what you're going through right now. Uh, as we were doing the music conference yesterday, we preached on and we were teaching on satanic warfare in Ephesians 6. And he said, take on this armor for the evil day. The evil day are special seasons when Satan comes against you with all-out fury. It's not every day. The evil age, but then in that evil age as a Christian, you'll have evil days. And he says, when you're in that evil day, arm yourself with God's divine armor, which is Christ. Appropriate Christ in all the areas of your mind, his righteousness, his salvation. Take up the sword of the Spirit. I must just say... As I asked them, how many of you are in an evil day? We had about 30 of them come up, and the leadership team prayed for them. I don't know if you're in an evil day. Maybe you're under the divine permission to let Satan test you a bit. But I want to tell you, run to Romans 8:28. He cannot give up on his child that he put this much plan into from eternity past. Our Father, we thank you that we're living out a plan. We've got a purpose. We had a purpose before Rick Warren. It goes all the way back. And I thank you for this word, written 1500 before Calvin knew how to spell predestination. You had it in your word way back to comfort, guide, and let your people know, I've not forsaken you. I can never give up on my own. Help us to trust you in the evil day, to trust you when we don't like the plan and what turn of the road we may be in. You will do all things well toward us. We can trust him who would give up his son for us. We thank you, Father. If there's anyone here without Christ, they really have no purpose. They have no direction. They are in darkness and in the wilderness of this world. I ask, call them. Call them. Speak their name. Speak their name. Save them. Because of the work of your son. In Jesus' name, amen. Romans chapter 8, such an amazing chapter, isn't it? So full of hope and encouragement for us as believers in Christ. 
This is Truth For Today. Pastor Phil Howard, our teacher and pastor here on the broadcast. To conclude our time together today, we would leave you with our contact information. For a copy of today's program or the series, ask for it by name, Life in Christ. Simply call or write to us. Our phone number is 855-833-9864. Again, that's 855-833-9864. For a copy of today's program, simply mention today's date. If you would like the set today's program was taken from, ask for it by name, Life in the Spirit. And for a gift of $15 or more, we'll send a copy your way. Now, if you would like the entire eight-set, 47-sermon series out of Romans, for a gift of $100 or more, we'll send that to you as well. And that's the complete series on Romans. Again, 47 sermons. And please bear in mind that your donations are tax-deductible, and they allow us to continue the ministry here on KFAX. In fact, as a TFT supporter or sustainer, we'll also include a quarterly newsletter for you a once-a-year special gift, and access to Take a Break with Pastor Phil, the weekly devotional audio video that we have available as well. Again, that's for our TFT sustainers. Ask for that when you contact us, 855-833-9864. Or you can write to us at 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California. The zip code is 94547. For more information about us or Valley Bible Church, simply visit our website, valleybible.org. And we'd love to hear from you. Again, as always, as a sustainer of the program, as a partner with us, you're enabling us to continue the ministry of the gospel here on this radio station. And no gift is too small or too large. Please consider that as you contact us. And then come back and join us next time as we continue our studies here in God's Word. Until then, may the Lord richly bless you as you make Jesus Christ your truth for today. Today.